This week, we're discussing all things Summer Game Fest. This is the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who beat Metroid Dread. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you? Metroid Dread was incredible for anybody that's <laughs> wondering. If you're on the fence about it, you're saying... Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was mid. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the conversation we had... Uh, before we recorded i don't actually know what that means uh, <laughs> um man yeah metroid was really good so i basically was at the end of the game when we made our whole bet that um if i didn't beat metroid then i'd be off the show <laughs> damn um but the end of the game was pretty tricky yeah um and i also like i told you on sunday I played for, I, I honestly, I don't even know how long I played for. I literally turned it on and said, I'm just going to try to beat this boss and I'm going to be done. And then I played for probably four or five hours. <laughs> um, most of that time was just like getting to end game and like getting to the point where it's like, I know if I go any further, then I won't be able to go back. Mm -hmm. So then... I got there and then I just went through all the different parts of the world to try to get more resources. Um, Cause I've played Metroid enough now to know that uh, the final boss will push you to use everything you have. Right. Makes sense. Um, so that worked pretty well. And then, yeah, just the, the ending, the actual like, since it's a newer game, obviously this Metroid has a little more story than older 2D Metroid, like in terms of cutscenes and stuff. Right. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, nice little twist at the end. Oh. Like um, M. Night Shyamalan level or? More like... Um, or Samus, Samus takes off her helmet and you realize it's a woman and you go ah <laughs> why do i play this game no <laughs> millions of men kill themselves across the planet <laughs> you mean i've been idolizing a woman this entire time <laughs> i mean it's funny we're joking about this but that's exactly what happened when the original metroid came <laughs> yeah. out yeah no that's exactly why we're joking about it <laughs> yeah god it's yeah people and now everyone says that like if, if the developers of Metroid didn't do that, then Metroid would be a much more popular game. And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, yeah, not. I don't think it's really M. Night Shyamalan. It's more like George <laughs> Lucas. Oh, I don't know. So I was, before you gave like a change of uh, twist, uh, I was going to say good that's not M. Night Shyamalan because dude sucks. We get it. Like, it's old at this point. Old. See it on HBO Max. Uh... <laughs> well, let me guess. They're on the beach, and something happens, and there's a twist. 
Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if George Lucas necessarily makes me. Uh... And then there's one scene in writing Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis is there for some reason. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. I'm I'm super happy for you that you got to be. You and I were talking about how those games, and we've talked about it on the show before. But you know, games that don't have a difficulty level, Metroid is adding a like an easy mode or mm. a, a difficulty pared down mode, um, which is great in terms of accessibility. Gets more people to play the game. Definitely lowers the barrier of entry. But what you and I were kind of talking about is that so often I I find that. And this probably goes for just about any game, even the ones that offer you difficulty. But that like that recommended difficulty level is typically pretty darn perfect. And especially for mm. these games where they just beat you down, um, it's you don't like really realize it because you're in the middle of just getting your ass kicked. But when you actually finish it, you're like, that was like the perfect amount of, you know, uh, trial and error and just like, you know, needing to like pick up on things and stuff like that. And um i think the average gamer can play a lot of these games that have what feels like a daunting level of difficulty i feel like the average gamer it's it's meant for them it's just a matter of if the average gamer has the patience and like willingness to commit to it uh right like i think anybody realistically like can play that game and finish it it's just a matter of like are you willing to to fail a couple hundred times if necessary um but it's 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 obtainable for everybody and i think that's what's so cool about those games uh but again also all for uh you know for the people where it's too daunting or if you don't have the time commitment to to you know get good as they say then i'm absolutely all for uh there being an easy mode um to the game but either yeah, way the thing the thing that sucks about metroid games is that it's like it, it like sucks you in because you learn the moves right and so like you get beaten by a boss and you're like man i know how to get around that now and you're like okay one more time you kind of get in that one more time mentality mm -hmm. so you know what's going to happen mm -hmm. um and you just keep like it's it's really hard to quit that game like i have to get like really frustrated to the point where like I'm still getting hit when I know that the person, well, I know what the boss is going to do. <laughs> but then it's like when you go into your last run, it's like almost always flawless. Right. Because you know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly what to do. And it's actually like, I mean, Metroid bosses are super easy when you know what to do. Right. Like there, there's really like, it's very repetitive and in a good way. But yeah, I'm. Like, I really pride myself on, like, being decent at Metroid and, like, saying I can beat the games. But I'm also the only person I know that plays Metroid games, which <laughs> kind of sucks. You're, because it's Yeah, like, you're the only person I know who plays Metroid games. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I, I beat this game, but also, like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone else. So if if the barrier to entry is lowered and more people play it and i can just talk to people about it like that's fine like that i don't lose any pride in like people who've never played a metroid game before saying that they beat metroid dread like even without the asterisk of it was on easy mode i just yeah. don't care i just i just want people to beat it so i can talk about it yeah exactly <laughs>
Um, and then, of course, there's also 1% mode, which they decided to develop into the game this time, which those people are nuts. <laughs> yeah. You've got both uh, both sides of the, the burrito. That's why I start in the middle of the burrito. <laughs> Work your way out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. When you told me that, I was, I was very pumped for you, um, especially just because it's been, been a... Uh, uh, an event in the making for you to finish that game and so congratulations at the end of the day i think i, think I just didn't want to beat it because i wanted to keep playing it yeah <laughs> i i get that so you have you beat a game too i did yes that's what i was about to say uh you and i we're not so different after all yeah i just beat mlb the show um it's over uh there's nothing You're left tired. for me to do <laughs> uh, you've already retired had a posthumous uh, steroid scandal and now you sell chamois on tv yes um no uh but in a way mlb my time it's i'm you know sending it off into the sunset in in a way um for for multiple reasons but um the first being that i finally last week had said that i started to kind of jump back into cyberpunk and i fully committed this past week um and i just beat that uh two days ago i think or three days ago uh i finished like the main story i've been going back and cleaning up um trophies which just because i suck there were two trophies where i had to completely backtrack to like old saves and like oh really and redo a bunch of stuff which kills me (laughs) because i mean realistically like i could just play through the game again but like i also want to get the platinum now and so Um, and definitely playing through the game is, is on the table, playing through it again is on the table because, um, really not that long of a game. Um, I almost actually expected it to be longer, but definitely from what you were saying, it's a world that you can just completely like be in and and, Mm -hmm. like, and, and, and simply that, like just be, um, you know, cleaning up trophies and stuff like that. I was rushing around and like and just like going to like all the uh police scanner things and the gigs and stuff like that and just like it it was just do one and then like open the map go to the next closest one and like just go 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 um but certainly like taking your time in between everything and really just like enjoying it it's it's an amazing world that they have built um and uh definitely restored my my faith uh a bit in, in them um but yeah, like, I don't know. I was expecting like Witcher 3 level of like, just, you know, there, there's just so much in that game. That's really it. And, um, but yeah, it was still very good. Um, I, the only thing I have to do now actually for trophies is I have to go back and do the, there's four different endings, um, or, or four specific endings, I should say um that like get you um a trophy so i have to go back and do those and i've only done mm-hmm. the one i told you that i was going to go back and do the others but then i was like no i should clean up everything first so but yeah uh one of the trophies was somewhat glitched and so i had to i like cleared out one of the whole areas of like the police scanners and gigs but four gigs got like glitched and i didn't realize it until i had done like all of them and so i had to go back to a save where I had to redo everything in that area. It's just tedious. It, it, yeah. So, but yeah, cyberpunk, 
is off the list. And then the other reason uh, MLB is going to be on the back burner uh, is because the new PlayStation Plus uh, tiers are, you know, live or a thing. So I upgraded to extra a while, nice. which is that middle tier. Are you so uh, extra? I'm so extra. Are you um, so mid? I'm very mid. I'm right in the mid. <laughs> We're using these terms right. <laughs> um, I was I told you, but um, they did exactly what I hoped they would at the very least do, and they put a lot of their first-party games that, yeah, they've been out for a bit, but they're on there, um, which I think is good. Um, so both Spider-Man games, um, Returnal was there, uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Um, I'm definitely forgetting stuff. Um, a few like noticeably missing ones would be uh, Little Big Planet or uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. I forget what it's actually called, but uh, like that's not on there. Uh, the new Ratchet and Clank's not on there. Uh, so there's some stuff missing, but again, they like. They put some of them on there, which is like good to see, I would say, um, and and definitely uh, gives me faith that they'll like kind of keep doing that, which I think is good. Um, but there were a lot of other good games that were on there too that I was actually pretty impressed, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so yeah, there's just a ton on there. Lawn mowing simulator. So you know, I already downloaded that and booted it up and started up my company Clint's Cuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's one phonetic slip away from being incredible <laughs> you know it oh man <laughs> owned and operated by clint radley himself um <laughs> uh but yeah so uh i'm super excited for it i think it's like you know just how I, i've had you know such an itch and desire for game pass and i've truly thought that game pass is like the perfect thing for someone like me in terms of how i you know like to play a multitude of games and stuff like that i do think that this will scratch that like itch if you will that game pass has created um mm -hmm. it's certainly not at the level but again with how it's starting there's faith that it'll grow into something pretty darn good uh, but obviously we'll have to wait and see. The one thing that I didn't realize was that a part of that top tier where you get like the PS1, you get like the classics, that's also where they have a, the the remastered games, um, which actually makes it a bit more worth it, I would say. Oh, interesting. So like Mafia, Mafia 2, like games that have just been remastered here in like recent years are on there. Um, Crisis, I think was in there. Um, granted, most of like the the ones that I would deem good ones are ones that I already have, so it's the, that tier still not quite worth it for me. Um, but uh, there's definitely a lot of and and the for the like PS3, PS1, PS2 classics, they have all the games that I think you could basically like hope for. Like if you're thinking of like that one game that you played on PS1. Um, as long as uh, it's not super obscure like uh you know B bugs life or something like that um because i don't know if that was on there but uh you're telling me they don't know Stuart little i don't know but uh <laughs> but like uh is it called like i don't know they all do like um jack and daxter were like on there like again kind of like the games that you would expect so yeah um 
but yeah so i think it's promising um we'll see i don't know like how often i don't know if they've said how often they're going to update it like if it'll be like every month they'll add new games or what um i don't know if they've really given like much of a timeline of how those things are going to work uh or how long games will sit on there or, or what but definitely something that i'm looking forward to uh being able to utilize so uh that's the other thing that uh that's going to put like i said it's going to put mlb on the back burner because a lot of games that i've been itching to play were on there and i'm like okay well here's my opportunity so yeah that definitely makes it um a little bit harder to play those uh mainstay games like mlb and and but that's good i'm glad i'm glad they finally released it i am wishing success for it yeah and, and like i said like if you're going to compare it to game pass it's still it it loses very clearly very obviously mm-hmm. um, but it's new but I exactly just, I think, yep I learn yep yep and that's like that's mm-hmm. where i'm currently sitting like okay the the initial product is i would say better than i was expecting so now we sit and we wait and we see so I'll be excited to see what they do with PSVR games because I think some people are still like skeptical mm-hmm. about PSVR. So like, I think if they put a bunch of games on there, so it's low risk for a lot of people. Like, obviously, you have to take a risk in the hardware, but uh, right. I don't. Know. I think that'd be smart. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, obviously, I have a ton of stake in it, so I'm, you know, very hopeful. But. uh old t-bone mm-hmm. um all right let's get into it there's been so many shows showcases events games uh from this past week uh so the purpose of today's episode is kind of like i said at the top we're mostly going to be focusing on summer game fest um so that's going to include some stuff technically is omitted uh or really i guess just two events are omitted uh but so the actual summer game fest show that was from um last thursday uh day of the devs which was a part of that but like kind of its own separate thing that came after um the end of the the jeff keely portion we'll say um the xbox uh game showcase from sunday and then we're also including the extended that was tuesday uh and then um I guess as a part of Day of the Devs, we're also going to quickly touch on Tribeca Games um, and and their little show. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, let's jump into uh, talking about Summer Game Fest, the, specifically the Jeff Keighley portion. I'm curious, just from an overall view, what did you think of the event? Um, just with how like how they put it together we'll say yeah i i think it was as far as how they put it together i think it was better than previous years um you know i i think it was a good mix of showing gameplay trailers and then talking to the devs it seems like they had the devs a little more prepared this year than they had last year yeah I just remember that being incredibly awkward and just the whole presentation was like, I, don't know, I just kind of got disconnected from it pretty quickly, but this year it seemed better. It seemed like everyone was more prepared. 
um, it was a little more succinct. So I thought the presentation itself was um, was pretty good. Yeah, I thought like in terms of pacing and stuff like that. I mean, it was. I think it was. It came in just under two hours, in terms of length, and it was mm-hmm. pretty jam packed. Um, and yeah, like you said, the the uh, little bits where because I, I do really enjoy when you know you get these developers being able to like dive into like why they made the game the way they did and stuff like that. I really do appreciate like that insight. Um, and like you said, in years past, kind of clunky or awkward um, mm-hmm. or paced weird or whatever. whatever. Um, and, you know, honestly, with how it was this year, because they were moving pretty quick, I, there were times where I was like, I could have used a little more, you know, a, a little more there. Like I, I could have listened to that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, overall... I thought um, I thought it was well done. I thought they had it set up, uh, you know, fairly well. Now, uh, one thing I will say is um, Jeff Keeley took to Twitter after the show and kind of did his normal, you know, what did you think of of the show? Uh, you know, A, B, C, or D and below. Uh, and it was super awesome to see that you know, some very, very negative people about the show coming from the standpoint of I wanted to see God of War or I wanted to see X, Y, or Z and didn't. And so that made the show terrible, which is completely out of Jeff and and the show's hands. Um, But anytime somebody said like, ah, the show wasn't that good, I didn't like it. He would follow up and would say like, you know, why? Didn't you like it? What would be your perfect show? Like, what could have been done better? And that was awesome to see because, it, you know, we've talked about before, like, Jeff definitely cares about the the industry and has worked very hard to get to where he is. And we joke about how, you know, or I certainly do, about how, like, the Game Awards and stuff like that, and even Summer Games Fest can be kind of, you know, like, eye roll, we get it, Um you know and and whatever but uh but he certainly has worked hard to get to where he is uh and definitely deserves it and you know to see him dedicated to wanting to give people the best show possible and somebody turned it around on him and said what like better question is what did you think of it like did you think it was the best thing you could possibly do and he was like i he's like i think with what we were given we put together the best show we could he was like but i understand people like giving it like who who would give it like a b or a c and like again that was like super awesome to see i thought um in terms of what was shown sure i can agree with people that like okay you know you could kind of sleep on this show a little bit but uh again that's completely out of their control and uh you know given the fact that i think we talked about this like last week that stuff just kind of gets thrown out as soon as possible like or you just find out about stuff before you're supposed to or before the developers would ideally have you find it out anyway so you know so often you find out when you find out um and it's not going to necessarily be at these at these shows anymore yeah here's kind of where i'm at with oh sorry were you done yeah here's kind of where i'm at with it um you know they canceled e3 this year but they said there's going to be an e3 next year and when they said that i'm like yeah right like i don't (laughs) think there's going to be an e3 next year 
Right. And I think that Jeff and his team have also recognized that. And so they probably feel the pressure to keep an E3-esque climate moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's great that they're looking for feedback and they're trying to figure out what people want. Um, you know, and as sad as it is that, you know, E3 is for all intents and purposes dead. Like, I think for me, that's really just the nostalgia. Yeah. And now we're at a point where the industry has changed so much where you don't really need this giant spectacle every year. Like you don't need the massive stages. You don't need like Sony doing a presentation between like three arenas that are themed differently mm -hmm. like they did in the last E3 that they were in. Like, I think it kind of, and especially with like how big indie games and small development studios have gotten, this platform democratizes that a little more, uh, which I think is better for the industry. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of excited about what they're doing, like with having the major showcase. And then, you know, if, if PlayStation wants to get involved, they can get involved. Xbox, um, you know, Dave, the devs is really cool. Um, I, I was really, I know they did this last year too, but I, I think the Tribeca is so interesting that you kind of get that like film festival mm -hmm. uh, atmosphere in gaming. Like, I think that's awesome. I think like it'll be really cool when like Tribeca does a, an indie game festival. Um, and I think uh, like Summer Games Fest and Video Game Awards has given them that platform to have to like see if there's an interest in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Tribeca and Day of the Devs kind of giving that that spotlight to indie games is super important. Um, as like and then as like that being a part of this like greater event is I think really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, certainly something that uh, I look forward to continuing because uh, E3 definitely was just really just big triple a games mm -hmm. that was it you know from the big developers who are making you know three or four games at a time and then you wonder why there's so much bleed over amongst the games and you all you do is climb to the top of something and that opens up more of your map and then you do a swan dive into uh, uh hay or something of the like Ubisoft. I'm talking about Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you hack that bell. Yeah, and then you drive your car to the top of it and do a do a dive with your car. The crew. I'm talking about the crew. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then at the beginning of the game, you just don't move for 15 minutes. <laughs> and you're free to go. And then you win. Far yeah. Cry. We're talking about Far Cry. <laughs> um, I would say that, uh, and I'll see if you uh, agree, Summer Game Fest, more like summer space game fest am i right yeah space games or space horror or psychological horror or horror space samurai <laughs> space samurai what was space samurai i don't know oh but i have a comment later for oh. the xbox showcase oh i but seriously that seems to be what was like the greater theme there was yeah. the there's a aliens game that's being made um 
which <laughs> which I commented they had like this like great cinematic uh, trailer for it that like you know looked visually very good and then they showed the gameplay and it was like one of those like top down uh, shooters and I was like I, I think I said to you I was like that is not at all what I expected this game to actually mm. look like <laughs> um, but there was that you've got the Callisto protocol that we got to see more of which oh my god that game looks like it's going to be uh very gruesome yeah it looks like it's gonna be dead space uh <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be very gruesome with some of your deaths uh wow. like kind of thinking towards like last of us style where like if a clicker suddenly gets you you're like oh god that's horrifying gross yeah um i believe uh what was it there was that uh that troy baker the new troy baker game that i believe was set in space oh fort solace fort solace, solace. yes solace. yep um uh yes featuring uh troy baker as an nft uh and roger clark as an yeah. nft yep <laughs> uh got to hear uh both of them talk at the um at the event with jeff um let's see i think there was there's definitely some other ones that i'm that i'm uh that i'm missing that are also set in space or again horror was a thing i think i believe layers of fear was shown Mm -hmm. uh just interesting because like that's you know all of those games kind of coming uh out at around the same time is is just kind of uh funny and interesting and like i feel like this happens every couple of years where you suddenly just get an influx of a certain genre and then you know specifically horror which i feel like is a little more niche um and then you just kind of won't get any for three or four years um and then all of a sudden they'll pop up again routine was another one uh they had like the, that was like the horror with like robots and stuff. I don't know if you remember. Which one? Which one was that? Uh, routine. It's like the like creepy robots and stuff. Okay, I don't remember seeing that. And one. it looked, you know, kind of similar to some of these other ones we're seeing, which is uh, funny. <laughs> everything um, is No Man's Sky. Everything is No Man's Sky. I can't wait to talk about that. Terrible um, game, No Man's Sky, <laughs> as they like to say um but yeah there's a ton of stuff uh i'm not gonna go into all of them call of duty modern warfare 2 got a uh you know like in-depth look at a game that's already been released um american arcadia was something that you and i both immediately that game looks yeah, incredible yep we, you and i both immediately uh pointed out that that game looked really good um goat simulator 3 uh had me very confused um <laughs> I was frantic. Uh, so funny that they were making fun of um, Dead Island too. Uh, somebody uh, had a tweet. I forget who. That, I thought that looked familiar. Yeah, they had a tweet that uh, said, "Imagine being so like terminally online that you understand a Dead Island two trailer reference." <laughs> um, and so I don't know if that's why they're calling it Goat Simulator three or or what, but. Um, anyway 
there is no Goat Simulator 2, as Xbox Game Pass so eloquently pointed out, because if there was a, a, a Goat Simulator 2, it would be on Game Pass, they said. Uh, so that was funny. Um, Saints Row showed off a, uh, a boss factory where you could uh, go and create your boss. I haven't done it yet, but um, I look forward to messing around with that. Uh, looking, I'm so looking forward to that game. Probably the game that I'm like most excited for here in like the near future. Um, what else? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, can't wait. Yep. Um, I'm gonna put a Series S in an arcade cabinet. <laughs> Why? So it'll be like an arcade machine. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. The Rock made an appearance. Uh, so that's also kind of cool and something that I hope to see um, develop just a little bit more with this event is like, you know, how game adjacent things are now bleeding over into other forms mm-hmm. of media. Um, so I think last year they sh- they showed Sonic and or maybe that was at the game awards but they showed sonic 2 like you know stuff like that i think is like really smart to to show and so uh the rock uh is in fortnite and also um uh he's playing black adam a superhero which superheroes and all that i feel like again is like uh gaming adjacent so Imagine being so in shape that you can hold a can of an energy drink next to your face for five minutes while you talk about all the stuff you're working on. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking about how much my bicep, how sore my bicep would be. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) His entire thing was just very funny. Like, the entire time I was just laughing because it was just so weird. It was just like, it felt like he was talking about nothing and everything all at once. Everywhere. Everything and everything where all everywhere what seen him and neil degrasse tyson in the same room i have not yeah let's just think about that are you saying they're the same person or listen you're not saying they aren't i I said i'm not saying they aren't (laughs) um and the thing that kind of wrapped it all up was a in-depth talk with neil Druckmann of uh of naughty dog um he dove into uh some stuff that naughty dog's been working on mainly a multiplayer experience which we've known about um we don't have much more information on that but it is it is going to be standalone yes i think we learned that at least i did yeah standalone and but like taking place in the last of us world uh what'd he say it doesn't didn't he say it doesn't take place in america it's in san francisco oh okay but they showed like the concept art and he didn't explicitly say it but he's like people should know what the city is i gotcha okay um i think it'd be a lot cooler if it didn't take place in america but yeah, I don't know well, why Francisco I got that. Maybe he said, that. maybe he just said that it like doesn't take place, uh, you know, like during the whole Joel and Ellie and all that, or, mm. or not in the same location or something. I don't know, but either way, super excited for that. Um, 
and then we also got the formal announcement earlier that day it was uh leaked that last of us they're calling the last of us remake last of us part one um which i like uh and so uh we got to see the drama behind that (laughs) we got to see that um I'm excited for it. Uh, I get that people are, are are like upset and mad because it's a game that's not even how old and it's already gotten a remaster. So like I get that like it doesn't need a remake, but I'm still going to get it because I just I, I just love The Last of Us so much. Like we were just talking about what? this last week and it's like I have to yeah. I like I just have to. I I will probably play it again. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's using the newer engine. Yes. It's 60 frames. Like, I almost just, like, if anything, be mad that they they made a remaster. But that makes sense Mm. given how close it was to the end of the, like, PS3 life cycle. And that was kind of the thing for the PS4. Yep. Like, I feel like that's what will forever be remembered for is just a remaster machine. Yeah, I mean, taking those, and like, Xbox, PS4. there are a lot of good games on the PS3 that, like, were really at the end pushing the boundaries. Yeah. And so the PS4 kind of was like, oh, here's what we actually wanted to kind of give you when we made this game. So, um, so if anything, be mad about that, because, yeah, the remake being on the new engine, I mean, they said that it's a ground up rebuild um of everything and so like yeah like you said you get like the combat and stuff um from the second game which was so like like fluid and like just so good oh man i I cannot wait and so um you know i'm the perfect person for them clearly because they got me uh but yeah uh so we know that that's going to be coming um i'm really looking forward to it uh, they also talked about the Last of Us show uh, that just finished wrapping. So again, I like how we're like kind of bleeding over into other media and stuff like that, um, and and touching on those things. And so I'm really looking forward to that as well. Literally all things Last of Us give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh, and the last important thing was this because again, this is something that we were talking about. It's going to be coming to PC, um, which is huge. Uh, I think I forget uh, Ratchet and Clank might be the only franchise. I, I understand that not every single game has made it over to PC, but in terms of franchises, uh, I'm sure there's some other ones, but um, in terms of like the bigger ones, uh, just about all of them are going to have made it over to PC, which is really, really good. Um to ensure that people are getting to play these games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. Very excited for it. Very, very excited for it. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything from the actual summer games fest, uh, event. And then, uh, day of the devs immediately followed that. Um, I would recommend uh, that everybody go uh, look at the Day of the Dev games. Um, 16 indie games that were shown there. Uh, Somebody, again, I don't know who, I just saw it on Twitter as I was passing, but somebody said, uh, like, indie developers 
what if you could be a fly and there's a game uh that was shown called time flies where you play as a fly uh and then there was like triple a developers <laughs> what if you had a gun <laughs> <laughs> which is like yeah yeah that's that sums it up pretty well uh given the two uh so yeah so you you know you play as a fly uh let's see what else was shown um there was a game where you're a bear and you run a bed and breakfast um it's just it's so great i just i love indie developers i love that these projects are almost always just like little like passion or like you know dreams that this is the game i want to make and they go out and they make it and it's you know it's on a smaller scale whatever but they always just end up being so like i don't know the right word but i'm looking at I'm looking at a picture of a train with a very scary face on it and spider legs coming out of the back. Um, <laughs> this is Choo Choo Charles, and yes. I think that's about as indie as I can, you know. Yeah, horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. But again, like, to the point, would a AAA developer even think of something like that or take the risk on something like that? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Indie developer, what if you could be chased by a Choo Choo train? that has spider legs mm-hmm. um super important um that they do this uh and we kind of said like tribeca as well kind of puts together their own little show um we won't dive too much into it um but like i said there's 16 games um maybe we'll talk about some of them more next week uh but i would highly recommend you go and check out uh some of them um it's this is like this is honestly the part of Summer Games Fest that I, I, I like the most is that they give a, an entire hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was, for for 16 lesser-known games to kind of get a spotlight. Um, mm. And that's just super important. And, um, yeah, I, I love that they do it. I... Just realized this. I I must have missed it um, when it was actually when I was going through this the first time. But Desta, the memories between, is made by us two, which is the people who made Monument Valley. And I don't know if you've ever played Monument Valley games, but I love them. I was gonna say I they have were not, like, but you did. Always, you have said like in the past how much you really enjoyed them. Yeah, and I've been like really wanting a new Monument Valley game, um, and this uh, this isn't that, but it's still the same, like a similar art style, and I'm sure mechanics will be similar. So I'm just stoked to get another game from them. Definitely. Um, and then yeah, so and then Tribeca kind of was in the same vein. Um, what they kind of do is is pretty neat. Um, you described as like a it's like a movie festival right but for games yeah i and i think that's what it'll evolve into um at some point but basically what they did was like they started uh each session with the developer and they talked about the developer they got to talk about um their studio how it was composed there was actually one studio I'm trying to figure out exactly which one it was. I think it was for the game Thirsty Suitors. 
Outer Loop Games, which is published by Annapurna, which is pretty cool. Um, they're the ones behind Stray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they said their team is entirely remote. And they've got like um, people in California. They've got people in India and Europe. Their sound uh, engineer is in Rochester, New York, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but they started, they're a studio that started during COVID. Yeah, that's insane. It's just a group of people that got together and now they're coming out with a game, which just seems unreal. Um, yeah, they showed their website is failing me quite a bit. I think it was nine games, mm-hmm. but again, um, there was a lot of uh, interaction with the uh, developers as well, and they kind of talk through their methods. Like American Arcadia was on there, mm-hmm. and to like hear the devs talk about the inspiration behind it um, and the different mechanics. Cause that's going to be like, um, like a half 2d half uh, first person game. And it's just, it's very interesting. Um, Plague tale Requiem has a small bit uh, as dusk falls, which is a game that I'm, I'm pretty excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed that and had their uh, developers talking about it. Yeah. Both of those uh, were shown more at, um, the xbox showcase yep uh cuphead the dlc immortality which i'm pretty excited about um and they had a couple other games that like rounding off the end uh oxen free 2 which i never played the first oxen free but i remember like i've seen it everywhere mm-hmm. so maybe i will they showed that and that looked pretty good um there was this game on here that made me think of you uh called the cub from Demagogue Studio. And uh, I'll just I'll read part of uh, the summary. Welcome to Earth after the great climate catastrophe where only the ultra-rich managed to evacuate to Mars. Uh, decades have passed and those on Mars venture back to Earth to collect specimens like a safari hunt. Um, and then it says, as the cub, a mutant orphan immune to the toxins that kill off most of humanity... Players will be relentlessly hunted by science expedition and must run to safety amongst the ruins of Earth. Um, that's not really how they described it during. Well, it, it's more or less the same. But then the developers were saying that it's like, oh, it's all the people who escaped from Earth coming back to Earth to play golf on the ruins of the planet. <laughs> um, but good. That was very like. Um, uh, inside or limbo esque. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, and then they had, like I said earlier, Thirsty Suitors, uh, which was interesting. It was like a half skateboarding game, half, um, I don't even know how to explain it. I, I, I you, you just kind of have to look. I, I have no idea how to explain it. Mm hmm. Um, and then Venba, which looked interesting as well. That was kind of like a, um, like a paper art sort of, sort of story game. But yeah, overall really cool. I'm really excited that, um, Tribeca kind of has this platform, like I said earlier. Uh, it was just, I think that was, it was like an hour, hour and a half session. So uh, that was really good. 
Yeah. Yep. Both of those, the Tribeca and, and Day of the Devs are very cool with how they, uh, how they showcase some of these games. Definitely a fan. Um, so the last thing we'll, we'll wrap up with is the Xbox, um, showcase that they did. Um, then they did an extended one, uh, we're recording on Wednesday, so they did an extended look yesterday that I forgot about. Uh, but so I'll mostly be speaking from the viewpoint of Sunday's uh, show. Um, I will say that uh, given where the development of uh, some of their games are or the expected uh, range of where they're at, um, I did expect to see... Um, I guess just more of like their specific um, like in in-house um, games. Uh, I know we got to see uh, like Starfield obviously was huge. Um, that came at the end. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just felt like we were going to see I was just waiting for something big, I guess. But what I will say is that the approach that they took was everything that they showed was going to be coming out within the next 12 months and all of it day one to Game Pass. And when they showed the graphic at the end, I think I counted and it was 50 games in total that they showed. Um, that is insane. That right yeah. there shows the value of game pass in in one little snapshot um and like some of that was like or, or one of the things was like per, they're getting a persona collection so it's like persona three four golden and five royale um so that's that's three games right there that were listed out separately but regardless i mean that's three games um i, I just thought uh that like really blew me away um and yeah uh as always they showed forza stuff um they showed uh what it's the forza um is it forza motorsport yeah that is the new one that's going to be coming out they Which showed. I think is like quietly a really big reveal. Yes. Like I feel like that didn't get as much attention as it should have. And I think some of that's probably because of Forza Horizon, like yeah. being a thing. And so like, do you think people realize it's two separate games? I, so when I first started watching it, I, I know they said Forza Motorsport like pretty quickly, uh -huh. but my, my head still translated. Exactly. My, my, my issue was they didn't call it Forza Motorsport 7. Yeah. So it didn't even click. Um, but they showed it, and of course, it is breathtakingly beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, they did show uh, like extended content that's going to be coming to Forza Horizon, the Hot Wheels DLC, which again yep. was absolutely breathtaking to look at. And then the other thing that, again, just was just like, holy shit like how was they right. showed flight simulator and i'm like 
I just cannot get over how good these games look. I mean, just they look so hyper realistic. It's unbelievable. Um, and I said to you, I couldn't believe that they, they said during the show that uh, Flight Sim is celebrating its 40th anniversary. It's it's their oldest uh, uh, like IP. Uh, and I was just like, didn't had no clue, uh, had had no idea that that was the case. 40, 40 years of flight sim, um, and I just cannot believe how amazing those three looked when they showed them. I mean, from like a from a trying to have a realistic look viewpoint, uh, they they just looked so good. Yeah, flight sim is nuts and it's funny like the update they're like i forget all the cities but it was like a major city uh san diego and albany are now um have had like their 3d mapping updated Mm -hmm. and like okay i forget what the i kind of think they said seattle which is weird because that one was definitely already done but maybe they enhanced it um but it's like it's crazy that they're going in and putting the work in on like San Diego, which not it's it's a major city, but it's not really huge. Um, and Albany, like there is, you know, I'm not bashing Albany, but there's nothing there. Like there's nothing there that was worth the Microsoft team going in and enhancing it. Like I get that it's the capital of New York, but like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm um but it's still cool like it's cool they're putting in that level of these also it's like okay well how granular are they gonna get with this like are they gonna do like even smaller cities like that's it's just it's just kind of nuts yeah yeah the attention to detail crazy um i do need to i'll probably be playing that this week because they added the pelican from halo as well yes yeah that was sick so I will probably go fly that around Albany, New York. <laughs> um, yeah, they announced like new stuff for Sea of Thieves. That's that's amazing to see it mm-hmm. still going strong. Season seven, which is crazy. Um, they announced some updates for uh, Grounded, the like Honey I Shrunk the Kids game. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Fallout seventy six, um, just like extended. Um, content for for a lot of games which was good to see for the yinzers mm-hmm. um they showed a lot of stuff that overall i would say had me interested right like and which i think is important for a showcase and 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 truly when i say they showed a lot i mean this was 95 minutes of just one thing after another after another after another um it, it was a pretty darn good show um we talked about as dusk falls they showed that um Mm -hmm. they showed a new minecraft game uh which is like interesting that that's something that's like you know being worked on i don't know if the game actually looked like uh something that i would necessarily play uh but then again this is where like the appeal of game pass comes in because it'll be there day one so you have the opportunity to try it out um which is awesome that's that's my big sentiment with this whole thing like all in all most of the stuff that they showed like 
didn't really interest me. Um, I'm not saying that they like didn't show good games. It's just that the stuff they showed isn't really for me. Mm-hmm. But I've got nothing to lose. Exactly. So like some of these games, like uh, the Wulong Fallen Destiny game. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I saw it. I'm like, oh, okay. So they're trying to make a Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't want to say rip off, but competitor. Um, all right. Well, I'll be able to try that, and you know, not really have the risk of hating it because right. I just uninstall it. And then they had a uh, Flintlock. I forget what the subtitle of it was, but um which kind of looked like a Horizon-esque competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, like I kind of feel like these are going to be fine, I guess. But again, like go on and play it, maybe I'll love it. And if I don't, then whatever. I don't. No harm, no foul. Right. Uh, they also showed a new Rick and Morty game or from the creators of Rick and Morty. So... Uh, I was getting the 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 feels again because I played Trover, uh, which had like the because it was supposed to be a VR game, um, or it was playable in VR. Yeah, it was and, one. And so, but I played it obviously outside of VR, which was doable. Um, but the camera controls were kind of weird, uh, or like overall how you like moved around and stuff. Um, which now this game is like completely first person. Um, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty stoked uh, for for that, uh, just because of how enjoyable Trover was. It's kind of similar to like South Park, how how they made their games, and it's like mm-hmm. they made the first one, and it's like, wow, I can't believe these guys actually made a game, and like it's a game. Like I'm playing this, and I'm like, wow, they did it. And then they made a second one. I'm like, wow, they actually learned and made something better. And it's like, kind of like seeing that step forward from from people who typically aren't in the games medium is super cool to see um i'll let you uh talk about the extended portion and then we can wrap up with what i would say is probably the biggest uh, part of it all yeah they um how many games did they show i don't know some of them were games that didn't make the cut of the showcase some of them were like deeper dives on like most of the bethesda games mm-hmm. um had a game called uh Naraka Blade Point, um, which I don't know a ton about that. Uh, but apparently it's very highly customizable. They made Phil Spencer into a character. <laughs> um Obsidian talked about grounded, Flight Sim had a thing, um the Rick and Morty game High on Life. It's not a Rick and Morty game with the developers. Right. Um they talked about it. Text Chainsaw Massacre, Pentiment, which was in the Xbox Showcase, got behind the scenes look, and um, I, I just I didn't know what to think of that game. Again, it was one of those games where it's like I don't know that I want to play a two D game based in medieval times, mm-hmm. but like again, I, I can and I don't have to worry about it, and I probably will um just because it's weird like i've never you know the very few games i think that are like this maybe an assassin's creed game but 
uh, as dusk falls, the developer got to talk about there. So this was really like the this was kind of like the Tribeca experience where they actually had the developers come in and talk about mm -hmm. um, their games. Uh, Slime Rancher Two coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one. Uh, they did a deep dive on the Forza Horizon Five DLC. Master Chief coming to Fall Guys. Minecraft Legends. Um, but the big one, I think for me was, uh, they showed stalker Two. they showed the opening, uh, but they also did a developer diary, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, GSC game labs is a Ukrainian game studio. Um, so obviously they've had their trials in the past couple of months with mm -hmm. um, the Russian invasion. And uh, they actually had members of the team share, like if they did any sort of like video diary and God, they're showing like, it's, it's scary and, and heartbreaking and kind of makes you emotional. Uh, I really think, you know, everyone should, should watch it if they get the chance, but uh, they show like videos of, like the first air raid sirens going off and people getting like taking their um, like, it seems like the studio got a tour bus and like help people get their stuff out of the office and then took them wherever they showed people in fallout shelters uh, working on the game. Um, they showed people in their houses with like, basically they made their own fallout shelters um, and people are still working on this. And I, you know, I think GSC game labs told people like, you know, take care of yourself first, take care of your, your family and people, this is their distraction is working on this game. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that says a lot. Um, and they showed, they did, um, like recordings from three people, um, one of them was the community manager for GSC. One was the developer and one was, I think a product manager, all three of which are um, fighting for the Ukrainian army right now. Uh, it's just nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I mean, just, just seeing that I was interested in stalker. Um, I, I, figured i'd probably play it since it'll be on game pass but now it's like i almost feel like i have to yeah like it means a, it means and a little I bit want more. To do more yeah right yeah that's so, absolutely really insane cool. um i didn't get the chance to watch that but now i will definitely have to go back and and check that out um that's I, I think it's something you can you can nitpick through like i'm on ign site and it shows like everything that they showed so you can kind of like pick the games that you want to see more of but mm -hmm. man even if you're not interested in stalker 2 I, I would say check out that video definitely uh yeah uh jeff Keeley during the uh, summer game fest that was one thing that like he kind of took a moment for was that there were a lot of uh or a few ukraine developers that were supposed to be a part of the show and given the circumstances we're unable to like get the 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 stuff to the show and it's like it's you know from looking at it in the scope of uh 
people doing something they love and not being able to be a part of something because of this, you know, obviously greater thing that's happening that's terrible is just like even more upsetting than like when you get down on like that granular level. And so it sounds like with this like uh, Stalker 2 thing too, like you're kind of like seeing all this stuff and like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I was reading, I don't know why I did this, but I was reading a lot of commentary online. Um, I, I think I saw this from Tom Warren. He like specifically called it out. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I can't believe that GSC is making people work through this and all this kind of stuff. And uh, some people are like, why don't they just delay the game? Because I think this was officially delayed until at least 2023, mm-hmm. obviously. And people are like, well, why don't they just wait until, you know, this is settled down and people are like, well, obviously no one knows when that's going to happen. And at this point, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, And, you know, this is, you know, people within GSC have, you know, are using this as a distraction. Right. Because again, I mean, people in the games industry are passionate about this stuff. So um, this is what they need to do to get by. I was going to say, everybody has their own way with, uh, of coping with things and, you know, yeah, you certainly just hope at the very least that nobody is being forced to work under the conditions, but you can always understand mm-hmm. when somebody chooses to do something that may seem a bit like out of the ordinary, but you just don't know how people like need to find those distractions. Right. And like, obviously the studio at large recognizes what's going on. Right. The fact that like they're still including the people who left to go into the military as part of their team. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I know we are running short on time. You tell me. Tell you if we're running short on time. If you're good or not. I've got like two minutes. Okay. Real quick. I'll wrap up. You can just drop out as soon as you're done. Starfield. We finally got to see it. Go. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. I thought it looked really good when they showed like the first, like just walking through the planet. I was like, this looks insane. Mm-hmm. Like just the, the way, like the camera, whatever they call it. Um, but like, it wasn't just like a linear, like walking experience. Like it actually, it, it was like as close to a, a 2d VR game that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really cool. I think the gameplay looked good. The mechanics look good. The fighting looked really fun. I saw a lot of people like saying, oh, this is No Man's Sky. <laughs> but they were picking out very like they were they were definitely cherry picking scenes. Yeah, they were picking out space tropes. <laughs> like Right. Right. Like, yes, of course, you're going to be able to build your own ship. Like, OK, the mining mechanic is a little bit of a ripoff. I'll give you that. But like. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. That's like even um, there's another like space mining game that's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think the combat looks good. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah, I would say that uh, from the first look, uh, it definitely had had my interest uh, certainly peaked. Um, Mike, thank you so much for for all you've done as you dip out. I'll I'll wrap up. Um, yeah, I think I think it looks really good. I think it looks super promising. Um, 
I'm really excited to see more about it. Uh, I think Bethesda is really good at, at creating these types of games. And so I have a ton of faith in uh, what it is that they're creating here. The only thing that I will say that uh, is is what I compared it to No Man's Sky uh, outside of you know just certain mechanics that, are, again, you're going to find in a space game. Um, when, uh, is it Tom Howard, I think, uh, said about a thousand explorable planets which obviously no man's sky was like i don't know 10 quintillion or something stupid um but when he said a thousand planets that definitely gave me a like that that like dread feeling in my chest of like oh no like they're gonna overpromise. uh but i really don't think that's gonna be the case uh I've, i've seen a lot of people take the approach of like of those thousands of planets or of the thousand planets, you know, how many of those are just going to be, you know, quick drop in small resources. And that's kind of it. Um, you know, a collectible here and a collectible there, but outside of that, not much more. And yeah, I can kind of understand that. So, but it'll be interesting to see what the actual scale is. Um, it definitely sounds like it's going to be one of those games that a hundred plus hours is not out of the realm of possibility. If you truly want to go in and do everything, uh, and again, I think Bethesda can do that really well. And so I, I look forward to it. Um, definitely deserves the hype. Uh, and I just really do hope that they deliver on it. Um, and, and we don't see it uh, kind of falter like we've seen some previous high hype games. Uh, but yeah. So with that, we got to cut it um, there. Next week, we'll be kind of doing a deeper dive, probably diving into like some of the games that we we want to personally showcase a bit more uh and as i said there were a ton of other shows um just with summer game fest alone we didn't even touch on the capcom or the pc gaming show uh so maybe we'll highlight some stuff from both of those next week as well uh we also i know i'm sorry we didn't get around to doing the uh the prize winner we will definitely do that we'll do that at the top of next week's episode we were a bit tight on time we had to record this early in the morning um on wednesday so i apologize but i do promise we will do it next week very sorry um as always thank you so much for listening appreciate you all uh as always if you can leave a review a rating most importantly share this podcast with a friend a loved one or your mother uh hopefully you love your mom but if you don't you can still share this 